0: hello friends and welcome back to let me tell your story this is evelyn martinez i'm so happy that you can join us today to this for this episode uh, which is called um the place of meeting how awesome is this place so in the last episode we started talking about uh, the real life uh, experiences of jacob and uh, how he left home running away to save his life and found himself in this place that he stopped for the night just because it was actually getting dark. And he chose uh, stone as a pillow and fell asleep and had a dream. And in his dream, um, there was a stairs uh, connecting, resting on earth and connecting heaven to earth and angels going up and down on it. And at the top of it all was the Lord Jesus speaking precisely to him. And giving him an amazing promise and blessings. And if you have not heard that episode, I invite you to go back and listen to it. But um, at the end of the dream, um, you know, Jacob uh, woke up and he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. Um, He's quite remarkable. We are not aware. Where Lord Jesus is, unless He makes us aware of it. And that place was just a place until that moment. It was just where it got dark and He couldn't continue on His journey. It was a place that He had to, practical reasons to stop and, you know, fall asleep. And um, He goes, um, He was afraid. And he said, um, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Isn't it extraordinary how an ordinary place gets transformed um, by God's visitation? Um, All of a sudden, the atmosphere changes, the importance of the place changes, Um, is the place was called Luz and was renamed Bethel because God's light and presence and his heavens were there and God chose that place the Lord Jesus chose that place and immediately because of his visitation in a dream that unremarkable place has become so remarkable that from that moment on is known in history that Remarkable visitation not only changed that place but changed um, profoundly Jacob's life. And then he said that um, Jacob took this stone that he had placed under his head, you know, the one that he used as a pillow, and set it as a pillar and poured oil on top. And he called the place Bethel. Imagine. That he just, I'm pretty sure, I imagine that um, he just chose that stone because you know, it seemed even, it seemed whatever shape he wanted for a pillow and probably smooth enough, not too many thieves and all of that. And so he chose that unremarkable stone, and because of God's visitation, that stone became a pillar. He dedicated that stone and he made a promise back to God. He made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, this journey I'm taking and I will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God and and this stone that I have set up as a pillar would be God's house. And all of that um and of all of that you give me, I'll give you a tenth. You know, I was just thinking. He just woke up and I think he was just in shock by the experience. Because the promises of the Lord are so incomprehensible. That he hasn't had he hasn't had the time to wrap his head around it. And in return, all he asks is enough food to eat, clothes to wear, and a safe journey. He's saying, if you just give me that, that'll be enough. Of course, what the Lord Jesus promised them is way beyond those asked. Do you remember? The whole earth it will be blessed. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You will expand to the east and the west and the north and the south and uh, some other things. Just listen to the last podcast. It was incredible. But um, for Jacob, who was just shell-shocked from working out from this dream and and these extraordinary promises, he lowers his expectations. He lowers the temperature in his own heart. And he said, "Uh, look, this is basically, he probably was thinking, this is way too much for me to bear or comprehend. This is so much for me to even kind of secretly believe in my heart. So I just want to make it really easy and I was thinking that most of us, me included, we do that all the time. We, we get an amazing promise from the Lord and it's so overwhelmingly good and something so unexpected and bigger than we are. Then um, we kind of, in our hearts, you know, make it smaller because it's just easier to comprehend. But the good news, is that that does not change God's mind. That does not change his promises. He will still bring it to pass, whether we have the capacity um, to believe it at that moment and to comprehend the scope of it or to just go along with it or not. So Jacob is just like us, you know, he took like a bite size that he can understand. And he's like, just give me the basics and I'll be happy. Just. Give me the basics and and that'll be enough for me. But you know, when we look at his life, that was the moment that completely transformed him. And um, as we continue to look at his life, you know, he continued his journey. I don't know how many other nights he stopped. Um, he doesn't say, um, but um, when he got to where he was going, you know, um, you know he saw some flocks and was sheep laying near somewhere, and um, there was a well, and there was a stone covering the mouth of the well. And um, um, he just asked the shepherds that were there. You know, he figured he's close to his uncle's place, hopefully. And um, he said, "You know, where are you from?" So he said, "Oh, you know, basically, why is this place?" So he says, "Oh, we're from Haran." So he says, oh, he probably, this is where my uncle is, f- is from. So he says, do you know Laban? I said, oh, yes, we know him. He he well? Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, you know, over here, his daughter Rachel uh, is, is with the sheep and she's coming over. Um, so he approaches her and he talks to her and he rolls away the mouth of the well, the stone that was covering the mouth of the well um you know and um so her sheep will be wired and and he introduces himself um and he's like overwhelmed with emotion you know he said that he kissed her and he began to weep out loud it's like finally i found family Uh, like i said i don't know how long his journey took but that must be ordered loneliness and desperation so, um, so he told her uh, who he was and um, how they were related, and that he was the son of Rebecca and, and you know, his his, her father's sister. So imagine this is like the, probably the first time that a long lost relative comes over to visit from another country. So, um, so she ran and she told her dad um, what was going on. Um, So Laban hurried to to that side to meet him, and they embraced, they kissed, he brought him home. And Jacob told him, you know, a lot of things, I guess uh, the whole story. And Laban said to him, well, you know, you can stay. You are my my flesh and blood. So um, after a whole month, you know, the guy was working for free, um, you know, Laban comes up with this scheme, this idea. Um, He said, you know, um, you shouldn't be just working for nothing. But then you let me know what you want to get paid. So, but the had two two daughters. Um, the oldest one, her name was Leah, and we're gonna go on her life in detail uh, in the next episode. And but this youngest one, the one that he met by the well, um, she her name was Rachel. Um, Leah, unfortunately, had uh, weak eyes. Uh, she had disability that couldn't be fixed um, with her eyes. But Rachel, um, she she looked lovely. She was beautiful, and you know, Jacob, of course, fell in love with Rachel and and said to the man, "Okay, you know, instead of paying me wages, how about this? I'll work seven years um, for you." Um, And in return, um, you will give me your younger daughter, Rachel, as my wife. Um, Solomon thinks it's a really good idea. So here is now, um, Jacob is working for him. And now, this is when you know a life and it has been transformed by an encounter with Jesus. When Jacob was at home, he hated the outdoors. He was not a shepherd. He didn't like being out there with animals. He just didn't do it. He didn't have to. He was at home, in the tents, cooking, doing whatever he wanted to. But then he has an encounter with Jesus. And this is so transformative that once he gets to LaVance's house, he does exactly what he hated to do. He just started working as a shepherd and being outdoors in the cold and the heat and fighting wild animals and wanna kill the sheep and all that kind of things. The whole thing that he hated, he wrapped his life around because this is what he needed to do to be able to have a life there. This is what he needed to do to go on with his life and survive. And this is so extraordinary because in his promise, Jesus never said, and by the way, you'll become a shepherd. His promises were really big and broad and, you know, big, big vision. And yet, when he got to Laban's house, and, you know, this was what was available to him, he never said, you know what, I I just can't look after sheep you don't understand a few nights ago i had an encounter with the lord and he made me these promises and now i am too important he said that he will watch over me that he will make sure that all of it comes to pass so i'm just going to sit here enjoy my life for a while and let him and his angels get busy with making me wealthy expanding my life and doing all the things that he said he was going to do. No, he recognized that his life had changed. And it didn't matter that he didn't like doing certain things. He needed to do what was in front of him. He needed to change his work habits, his occupation, and his character. And he did exactly that. He was the one that came up with the idea that I worked for you for seven years. You know, seven years is a big chunk of commitment of time doing something that you absolutely despised. When at the end of it all, what you're gonna get is to, you know, it's a spouse. But he was so in love that to him, it was worth it. So this is what happens when we just meet the Lord, face to face, and our lives get transformed. What we do changes many times. We end up doing things that we don't like. We, we end up running towards things that will change our lives in a very remarkable way. And we just do it um, happily. It changes our outlook. It changes our attitude. It changes what we embrace. Um, It changes everything, and we need to be open to those changes. We need to be open to have enough faith that as the Lord does what He needs to do, I need to go through the doors of opportunities that are opening in front of me, even though those doors I do not recognize. Those doors lead me to occupations that I may not have uh, wanted to in the past, because it was not my style, this is not what I do, this is not my skill, this is a new thing. You know, um, this podcast, by the way, uh, is a brand new thing for me. And uh, the Lord asked me to do this, and I resisted for years, actually. And then, you know, he says a situation in my life that he says, I want you to do this, and I want you to learn how to do it, and I want you to carry these stories forward, and I, I want to communicate to these stories and I was so scared I mean I'm doing this I'm learning as I go I still do not know much but I've been learning um every day I've been applying myself to learning new things and of course you know the first time you hear your voice um <laughs> when you are recording you just want to die I, I was like everyone else I, I cannot believe I sound like this I don't like the sound of my own voice but I, then I, I learned that that's normal nobody does So here I am, um, being vulnerable, um, starting this new chapter in my life because it says I'm doing a new thing and embracing it while my legs are shaking. And I just invite you to um, see what doors of opportunity the Lord has opened in your life and check your attitude and embrace the newness, even if it's something that you never thought you'd be doing. Even if it's something that's not in your wheelhouse, that this is not your skill, this is not something you train for, it's not, not something you study, not th- something that you wanted to do in life, not something that appealed to you. But in this new thing, we're saying to him, you know, I, I trust you, I do trust you. I'll, I'll go along with it, I'll try it, I'll learn it, I'll put one foot in front of the other, I'll go forward with it. I do trust you. I put my hands every single day in your life, my my life in your hands, and I trust you with it and see what the Lord will do. See. And it's a process. You know, it's a process. It's chunks of time, of commitment at the time. In his case, he made a commitment of seven years. In my case, It's an open-ended commitment until he says, stop. But what is it that he's asking you to do? Um, And if what he's asking you to do seems too small and insignificant compared to the big, broad promises he made you, perhaps this is just a stepping stone to not despise small beginnings. Perhaps this is just the beginning onto a much bigger and better thing. And you just need to Go along with the Lord and see um, that he's taking you by the hand to that place of fulfillment of the promises that he made to you. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about Jacob's getting married. Yay! And there are big surprises. So would you please come back? Yeah, come back uh, really soon for the next one. And I will love to have you again and tell you that story. See you. See you in the next one. Um, This is Evelyn Martinez. Goodbye.